Hello and welcome back to the B2Beast podcast where we collect killer ideas for big business. And today we've got a beast in the building. He is an elite executive coach, public speaker, and serial entrepreneur, now the CEO of Uncoached, a multi-asset, single-person company that generates more revenue than most businesses with a double-digit team. Now he helps others do the same and achieve what I would consider ultimate freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nat Berman. Nice. I'll take that. I'll take that intro any day. Welcome to the show, brother. Uh, where are you tuning in from? How are you doing over there? Doing well. I live, uh, I'm in Long Island, uh, New York, and uh, just hope my kids don't walk in at any second. But other than that, <laughs> everything's cool. <laughs> All good, no matter what. Um, we'll start with something easy here, just checking in on your world. What are you most grateful for right now in your life, your business, anything in your world? What's top of mind? My freedom, I think. Just the ability to uh, have a lot of choices in my life in, in multiple areas. I think that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. It is powerful. That's Fully, fully where I expect this conversation to go today um, is seeing the freedom that you've built um, and now opening the door for others to do the same has been just really impressive to watch from afar. So I'm excited to dive into this here today. So let's jump into part one, our spotlight story. What would you consider the most exciting win or perhaps the most epic failure of, of your career and what lessons can we extract from that story? Bring us, bring us to that moment. What what was it like? Uh, it's always the same one. Um, always. And, um, it's probably not something that one would expect. It wasn't, you know, a million dollar payday or, you know, some kind of massive achievement. It was actually, um, the first day I ever made $5 on, um, Google AdSense. That was to me the best, one of the best moments I ever had. And it was really because it was a website that I created that I wrote and it was like, damn, I can't believe like I'm actually earning money. And I just, I'll just never, I'll never forget that feeling. I don't remember the day it happened, but it was sometime in 2007 um, and it was just, it was a feeling more so than like this technical gain or whatever, because, you know, when you start a website, you're sort of obsessed with the traffic and you're obsessed with getting seen and noticed and all that kind of stuff. And, and you, you want it out there. And, um, it was validation and it was like, holy shit, I know I can do this and it's possible. And. I was already hooked, but that was the day I really was hooked and just kind of went crazy. So I think in terms of any lessons I would extract is one of the coolest lessons I think I would take from it by far is the fact that, you know, took a while just to get to that point, but allow yourself the time and allow yourself the patience to get to that one singular moment because there usually is one where you where you're just like i could totally do this it's working 
Um, and those are great moments. And you usually have multiple ones like that in a business, but that to me, clear as day. Couldn't tell you the day it happened. Don't know the date. Don't know the time. I just know. I just remember in my head, like seeing the screen and it was like $5 from Google AdSense. I was like, damn, this is really cool. So yeah, that's definitely it. Wow. What a powerful moment. I'm going immediately to almost probably the same time frame around 2007. I had my first digital moment of that recognizing uh, it was like a $5 coming through on iTunes, producing, selling my first album, 100% made like in my room, like in hindsight, absolute probably garbage by technical quality. But that same vein of like, I built this, I made this, and there's people online out there that need it, that want it. And yeah literally put dollars in the bank and it shifts your perspective in a whole different way. So I'm amazed to hear that little seed because I know what it eventually extrapolated and became uh, after that. So let's step into the next chapter after you saw the light on understanding digital revenue, building websites, what was your path that built this multi-asset multi-million dollar portfolio that you're building out now how how did that journey develop and what were kind of the key milestones or key pivot points i know it's been a long journey so we'll try to consolidate it um but what were the key milestones as you started to see the light on that system the new business model how did you bring that to reality and continually start leveling it up sure um so when i first started everything it was it was literally by myself um writing all the content i wrote a ton of articles every day um and by article it could have been something short could have been something long but you know there were there were times where it was you know 30 40 articles in 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 one day um and that was you know by myself which was a little excessive but um at the same time that's sort of what it took in the beginning uh, and I knew that the path would eventually be hiring other writers, um, took on a partner. That was literally a 10-year thing. Um, we kind of split up about five years ago amicably. Um, but in terms of, in terms of the, the path, it would, it's like scaling any other business. It's like, okay, well, I'm doing all this stuff by myself. How do I eventually do the exact same output? just not myself where I'm saving a lot of time and energy and not necessarily money, but, um, it was essentially just, um, learning how to delegate, learning how to pass off specific roles, eventually having writers instead of myself. And then my time was really focused on, um, building new sites, acquiring sites. Um, so it's essentially taking an existing, you know, system that works, but delegating it off to someone else. Um, so that you're free to, you know, rinse and repeat and grow and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, that's kind of how all, all that developed in, in a very quick sort of nutshell. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. And you've really leaned into the, the saying we always hear of multiple streams of income. Um, and that was one of the things I've admired from afar is that you've always kind of reinforced this multiple streams, multiple assets. Um, could you share what your, what that, that little empire of yours looks like that portfolio, um, of projects, what have you built out and what 
type of revenue stream channels uh, should people be considering uh, out here? Because I think a lot of people are very narrow-minded on a single business model. Um, and you've really been a great example of how to build those multiple channels. Um, let's, let's see what those are. So for me, it's actually, it's multiple channels, but really kind of within one, uh, particular area within digital real estate, right? So the, 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 where I focus on is content-based websites. Um, and it's all revenue through advertising, essentially, uh, you know, ads, it's digital, digital ads, um, display advertising. I do very little affiliate stuff. Okay. It's, it's strictly just good articles, informational pieces in a variety of different niche areas. Um, so the portfolio today is there are 25 sites in it. Um, you know, really there's like 10 that carry most of the revenue. Um, the other like 15 are, I'm always sort of experimenting and seeing if anything hits like Mm -hmm. There are always failures. You're always going to get like a dud website where even if you create 500 really good articles, they just go nowhere. And that's the nature of the business. And, but when you have one, that's all it takes. Just one works. One starts to take off. You sort of double down on it. You do way more content. Um, like I have a soup recipe website where that's just all it is, is soup recipes. Uh, and like I, saw that it was slowly growing, slowly growing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a stop to eight others that aren't doing anything and put more of my resources into that. Um, so that's kind of how that works. So, but it, within the digital real estate space, I mean, there's a million different things you can do. You can do e-commerce, e you can have a newsletter, you can have, I mean, that's all, that's all part of the online, you know, overall picture. Um, it's not, it's not like metaverse buying fake worlds and stuff like that. And that, by the way, I'm not knocking that either because some people make like hundreds of thousand dollars selling like a fake planet, you know, but a lot of people occasionally someone will say, what do you mean by digital real estate? Is it that, you know, metaverse stuff? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's an actual website, um, you know, membership sites, forums. I mean, there's, it's endless in terms of the online space. Me, I'm literally focused on only one, um, which is content-based websites that that make. Uh, and the only the way I make money is just on traffic. I make money based on impressions. It's no different than TV, right? Like if a television so show gets a certain amount of viewership, then an advertiser is going to want to buy space during commercial time, right? Same thing with a website. It's a little bit different because the ads are on there constantly, not just during commercial, you know, airwaves or whatever. But uh, it's like if a website's getting 10 million visits in a month, uh, that's valuable real estate to someone. Um, and, you know, the higher up on the page, the more they pay, blah, 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 blah. So um, in terms of the diver diversification piece, that's where you see the multiple streams of income and yeah, I get a little bit of money off of like other things, like I said, like affiliate and, and all that. But for the most part, it's display, but it is it is spaced out. And I do have other areas where I make income. Like I'm, I don't buy single family homes, but I buy a lot of shares in single family homes through a company because I'm lazy as shit and I don't want to manage anything. <laughs> and uh, it's the same thing with like land. 
alternative investments. Like I'm big into that kind of stuff. I love crowdfunding and, and things like that. So mm. slowly that's, that to me is like true passive income where you're just literally doing nothing and like you collect checks. Um, and you wow. let someone else manage everything. So, but for those listening, like I'm a much bigger fan of creating a, a really solid source of income. That's your primary source. That's the most money, the one you put everything you've got into it. And then you kind of, I'm not a believer in like, you know, saving for 35 years and not drinking that cup of coffee every day and like that kind of stuff. And I, and not, I'm not knocking that at all, but I think it's a wiser decision to put all of your resources or much of your resources into whatever idea that you have. And if it's working, double down on it, make that income and then take that income and then put it into all the other stuff. But, um, you know, whatever works for you, it's not my problem. Amen. Amen to that one. I think one of the recurring themes here I see is, uh, especially from your world is individual empowerment, just recognizing you can control the ship, control the ship, steer it where it needs to go. Um, and yeah, I've just been really attracted to that idea, that lifestyle, the, the four hour work week, once upon a time and the, the Tim Ferriss era. Um, and you've really exemplified this with one specific piece that really mentioned you mentioned um that kind of re relates it to venture capital and how big the big boy investors uh treat things and that is diversification so you've been able to recognize that you need to build 10 15 20 25 assets and that some of them are going to be the winners um and that is a mentality that is very difficult to adapt to and kind of adjust it's not easy to do so it was uh encouraging to hear that you don't have to do that at a vc level you can do that with your own world your own energy your own time um that we've seen here as you've been kind of giving examples of that yeah i one thing to add to that is because oddly enough i sort of hit this really weird inflection point like a couple months ago i decided so after i i sold one of my properties over the summer it was it was a nice deal and kind of validated like, holy shit, maybe I do know what I'm doing all this time. And, um, I wound up making this presentation an investor presentation to see if I could raise, you know, a few million bucks. And, um, I talked to a lot of VCs. I talked to private equity and a lot of great things were happening. And, but one guy in particular said to me, he's like, why do you want to do this? You know? And, and that was like, kind of a stop me in my tracks kind of moment because I had to ask myself, well, why the hell do I want to do this? He's like, look, you make really good money. You don't really work a lot of hours. You answer to no one. If you do this, you're going to spend the next six months to a year presenting this idea to people, trying to get to them to raise money. And when you do get the money, you're going to be answering to them. You're going to be doing all this, you know, it's, and it's going to be a completely different life. You're going to be working twice as long as you work now. And a lot of my content on LinkedIn and various other places really touched upon this exact conversation in the months to follow. This, this was about a month ago where I finally was honest with myself and I sent this email and I was like, because initially I told them, I do want to do this. I do want to do that. Da, 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 and I said, I got to be honest with you, man. 
my response to you was purely ego driven and that was the wrong response and i realized like doing the math i would have made basically the same money like if even if i raised five million bucks then if i just used my own money from the sale of that website to invest in sites myself and i was like what the hell are you doing you know like it makes no sense and so that was where i sort of started posting content around i called it building your own table you know like for all these years it's like i wanted to sit at the big boy table but in reality i had already made my own table which was far more attractive um i just thought that would be interesting to to sort of add to to this discussion that is a perfect yeah perfect example of really being able to recognize deep self-awareness because especially the way we are culturally conditioned and the society, the hustle bros, the Gary V uh, like era 1.0 um, really just forced this narrative of bigger, better growth, more dollars. Um, and then we have financial collapses and startups that forget that you have to actually make money and profit. Right. And like uh, <laughs> it leads to moments like this that we've seen with SVB or every other <laughs> collapse that happens is from that over aggression um, on one end. And then on the individual level, we, I watch people burn out over and over and over. Um, so it's been really impressive to see a realistic perspective um, that brings it back to the individual. And a lot of your, your system, your approach, your method really is focused on max efficiency, less, less energy, more revenue. Um, and that's what I can kind of tell just from the little snippets you've shared in your stories of like, oh yeah. So I used to write like 40 articles a day. <laughs> like you just casually slip that into conversation. Um, that's not normal for most people. So let's jump into part two, our secret sauce that we can extract from your world. Cause clearly you're doing something right over there and operating at a higher frequency. Um, so I'd be curious to know what habit or task do you consider non-negotiable, like for your day-to-day -day life, business, just existing out there? Uh, what habit or task would you consider a must-have? Ah, oh, these are good questions, man. Um, um, well, I guess I would consider it a a a. A series of tasks, I guess. Um, just for me, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think viewers can see this, but you can see this. So like, all right, see this thing right here. That's my list, right? That's my daily list. Okay. And I can literally like, wait one second. So oh, perfect. Yeah, we got a list of like 15, 20, 20 items and lots of lines crossed okay, through so them. Like, oh, we officially okay. have a full so stack of fan is one of That escalated this, quickly. This is, this is nothing. Like, this is the only... So I literally have like, I don't know how many thousands of these, but so like for me, and I even have a thing that says like keep going on there <laughs> like, it's so, like, keep going another one more page one more page <laughs> um, but so my non-negotiables has always been i want to rifle through that list first and foremost that's my priority every single day 
And so how I try to structure my day is essentially, I'm usually up super early. I don't set an alarm. It's somewhere in the fives. So luckily, like everyone's asleep in my family. And so like, I go very hard between like six and nine. And that's usually when I can do that whole list, right? And I try to make it so that the rest of my day is is reactive rather than proactive. So it's like less stress. The most, most part of my stress, I usually want to have like in the morning where I'm just like busting my ass and like, leave me alone. I don't want any distractions. Um, that's kind of part of what, you know, if you want to call it my method, whatever it might be, it's just, I have a, a very, um, high tendency to be extraordinarily focused and not distracted. Um, so, you know, Cal Newport's a good writer. He calls it deep work. Some people say it's the flow state. Um, I tend to force my flow states, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like very, very deliberate. Um, so that's how I, I think I'm able to somewhat do a, a fair amount more than I guess, you know, the average output. No, the deep, yeah, the deep work theory that you've kind of put forward is really, especially with how easy it is with notifications, distractions, emails. And if you're running a team, like it's literally limitless. Then a family, kids running in, like uh, protecting that deep work time is so, so powerful. And I love hearing this system of the list. Um, so seemingly simple, um, but also very powerful. So I'm curious how. Do you develop and prioritize what goes on the list that day? That's a good question. And that's something that I do with clients um, in terms of like helping them out, teaching them that kind of stuff. So how I look at things, and I don't want people to be mistaken when I say two to three things, it's not literally two to three, two to three things. But for example, the way I structure a list is that I know, and I've never worked with someone where, where it was above four. So I know that there are always between two and four very, very high level important things that have to get done in a day for a specific business, whatever it might be. So if you're running websites, for example, content's always number one, right? You know that you have to have content. So that's one. Um, and then there's like, there's other things related to that content. Um, that's another high level, you know, sort of thing that you have to get done. So, but then it's everything under that. So when I say content, it's not just like, okay, you know, it's an article, it's an article for every website, right? So it's obviously multiple tasks, but it's, but it's one area content, right? That's my area. So that's how I structure everything. It's really the, the high level stuff that has the most impact. And when I say impact, it usually means revenue. Um, it could mean growth. Uh, like for all those out there listening who are on LinkedIn, here's a great example. Like LinkedIn, there's really nothing you should be doing on LinkedIn with the exception of, you know, creating great content. I would consider that to be extremely important. Engaging on your own content when other people, you know, comment and whatnot and engaging with other people's content. If you're doing those three things, nothing else, just those three things, you're going to grow your account 
And obviously there are nuances and levels of like, okay, well, how do you get business and all that kind of stuff? I'm not even going to go into that. I'm just talking about building a kick-ass account. Those are the only three things you do, you need to do. You, yeah, you can hire a LinkedIn coach who's going to tell you all that in 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 a more fancy way. And by the way, there are some great ones out there. And then and then there's some hacks, right? You know, yeah. so, but, <laughs> plenty. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that I, and again, sort of, I guess, giving away sort of like what I do, which is I call it this ISE thing, ICE. Um, which is identification strategy, you know, strategize and execute. Um, mm. Basically, when you know what those things are, you then come up with a strategy and then you execute on that strategy. And that's essentially what you're doing. So what I like is that as I think it's universal. I think for every business, and it's been proven time and time again with clients I've worked for, even in your business, you know, you do podcasts, right? Like, you know, I would imagine, you know, that the two or three most important things that you have to do every day to have a successful growing revenue generating podcast, whatever. And if you're not doing those two to three things, it ain't going to grow. And those are the things you have to prioritize. And I fully believe that that's how any business runs, any task that you want to get better at. If you want to, if you want to increase your health, right? You know that there's like certain things you have to do. Exercise, Nutrition; those are probably the two biggest ones right there. Um, I would I would put mental health in there too. But the point of the matter is, you can break down almost any like goal or thing you're trying to accomplish into a very very small set of things, which is then broken down by other subsets. So, like if if you're talking about health. Clearly, you know, it's exercise, but it's not just like exercise. It's what exercises are you doing and how often are you doing them and all that kind of stuff. But I think the most important thing is to keep your eye on the prize, which is the higher level stuff. Uh, and then you work your way down from there. Mm, so, <laughs> so powerful. And uh, you already skipped to my next question here, uh, which was asking, yeah, if you did have a unique approach um, to your coaching, to your clients, if you would, did have common threads um, and hearing that method, again, seemingly simple. A lot of this stuff is simple in theory, difficult in practice. Um, yeah. Identify, strategize, execute. Having a clear rhythm and system and process for that, super, super effective. Absolutely brilliant. So appreciate you sharing your, your secret sauce. Um, I think many listeners here uh, it's very easy to get pulled, like you mentioned, different directions with lots of gurus and uh, maybe hacks uh, out there <laughs> that just really have never walked the walk. Um, so grateful to see somebody that has really, truly done it and walked, blazed those trails to just simplify it some, to down something that simple um, is really brilliant to hear. Deep work and intentional focus, uh, simple recipe for success there. <laughs> love it. Um, so let's jump into the world's fastest game show. This is going to be called this or that we're going to have a random generator toss up two things. All you have to do is choose one or the other. And after round three, we get to hear what you're up to and where folks can connect. Are you ready to play this or that? Yes, yes, I yeah. love the voice. All right, here we go. The very first one is 
Ooh. A, oh, do you sort by price or sort by rating? What type of person are you? Uh, rating. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, this one, not sure the context, but zombies or vampires? Zombies, <laughs> I don't know if it's an apocalypse or if what you got to be, but you just got to pick one. Zombies like, or vampires? Is it like, do I, which one do I like better? You get to choose. The beauty of this game is like you get matter, to make like, the rules yeah. as <laughs> uh, vampires. Vampires win it. Let's go one more into the final round. Uh, singing or dancing? What type of man are you, Nat? Uh, you- <laughs> uh, I'll go with dancing. He's a dancing man. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. You just beat the game. Your reward is let us know what are you up to right now? How can people get involved with your program, your coaching? Um, this world, this system, this avenue that you've created is uh, what I'm kind of seeing as the next version and next variation of that laptop on a beach like, like meme that we kind of uh, dreamed of, um, but you have a much more practical, realistic approach. So how can people get a hold of you and where can they find you online? Uh, probably the main place would be LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, so the, my LinkedIn, and then my, I think my Twitter address is Nat Berman seven, nine. Um, and I do have a website on coach.com, which is being worked on by I'm calling you out, Zach James, get it done. He's on, he's on LinkedIn. He knows that he needs, he, it should be, uh, end of this month. Hopefully there will be something a little bit more, uh, official. Um, you know, I got a newsletter. There's a, there's a video course. It's like 30 days. And if you like my videos, that's all it is. That's all I know how to do. I'm not good at all the written shit. My guy, I don't want to do courses like that. Uh, and then there's, you know, um, on a higher level one-to-one coaching, which all that stuff's on my LinkedIn profile applications to do all that and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely recommend a uh, great, great, great follow on LinkedIn. Um, so jump over there. We'll have the links here in the show description as well. And now we approach the final question of the evening. Uh, this last question is for one specific listener. They might be just starting out or they might be stuck trying to kick it to that next level. And we got into the systems, the strategy, the nerdy stuff before. But sometimes we just need a little spark or something in our heart to, to get things going. So what final words of advice or motivation do you have to send this listener into beast mode? I mean, the only word I can think of is start. That's it. Start. Start. Start the journey, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. There it is. Thank you for listening to the B2Beast podcast. This has been Nat Berman. You're a beast.